So by the time I came here back to the staircase, all of that was engulfed. So I had to run and grab the baby. And I was like, Ma, it's, it's bad. I think it's on this floor. Rosie Ramos was trapped in her high-rise apartment with her elderly parents and her two little granddaughters as a fire burned below them. While Rosie felt like panicking, her mother was calmly praying. I kept saying, Lord, it's up to you. I'm your servant. I don't have no idea why this is happening, but you take care of it. This is the second and final part of the Ramos family's story. You're going to hear their firsthand account of trusting God through one of the deadliest fires in New York City's recent history. This is GPS, God, People, Stories. And the Ramos' story is part of our new series, God's Presence in Disaster. I'm Christy Etheridge. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Christy, it's good to have you back. It's really good to be here, Phil. Thanks. Christy is a writer for GPS, but she's co-hosting this episode with me because she lives in New York City, and she was able to interview the Ramoses at their apartment. You know, their story is one of needing to be rescued, and that, says Billy Graham, is something we all have in common. The cry of the whole world tonight is, what must we do to be saved? Our world is in danger. You and I are in danger, not only in this life, but in the life to come. You'll hear Billy Graham explain how Jesus can save you a little later in the episode. In the meantime, we want to let you know about our interactive website, findpeacewithgod.net. It explains who Jesus is and what that means for your life. And if you have spiritual questions or prayer requests, you can share them with one of our trained chat coaches. That's all at findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. You know, the alarm always goes off. So I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think there was a fire because it's constantly going off. I don't know why. Rosie Ramos is talking about the fire alarm inside her 19-story high-rise apartment building in the Bronx. Residents say it goes off a lot. So when it started ringing on the morning of January 9th, when temperatures were right around freezing, many of the residents stayed put. But this time there was a, there was a fire. We met Rosie last week in part one of this story. She and her elderly parents, Milagros and Pedro, have lived in the same building for 46 years. Christy went to their home to interview them for this story. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Phil, I live in New York, so I wanted to meet them and hear their story firsthand. Between COVID and the aftermath of the fire, they didn't have to let me into their home, but they were so welcoming. I think we talked for about three hours. Hmm. In part one, both Rosie and her mom, Milagros, told us how they came to be followers of Christ, a decision each of them made as an adult. Today, we're jumping back into the story to hear what happened when their faith was put to the test. So it's mid-morning on January 9th, and Rosie is doing laundry. Two of her little granddaughters, Juliet and Alice, who are six and two, have just spent the night. Rosie smells smoke, and then things start happening fast. I put the laundry in, walked right here to my mother's bedroom and told them, I think there's fire. And I was like, it's going to smell. I think it's probably next door. So by the time I came here back to the staircase, all of that was engulfed. So I had to run and grab the baby. And I was like, Ma, it's it's bad. I think it's on this floor. Rosie and her parents live in a two-story apartment on the 15th floor. The only entrance to their unit is upstairs, where the living room and kitchen are. The bedrooms, bathroom, and washing machines are down two short sets of stairs. Everyone was down there when the fire broke out. As soon as I made it to the first staircase, I didn't even make it to the second staircase. 
this was already black. There was no way that I was going to go open that door. Because if I knew that I opened that door, that would have been it. That would have been it. There was no way to go out through here. I knew that already. With the only exit blocked by thick smoke, which was pouring into the upstairs part of their apartment, Rosie herded everyone into a bedroom that doubles as her office. So I ran and I grabbed the baby and I said, go to the room. So this is um my office. This is the room. Um, We ran into this room. This is the room that we was trapped in. We was trapped in here. Rosie gives God the credit for helping her to think clearly and remember what she had learned decades earlier in elementary school. She ran to the bathroom, turned on the cold water, grabbed wet towels, and put them at the bottom of the door where everyone was trapped. And here's one good thing to come out of this pandemic we've been in for two years. Rosie had a stash of those light blue surgical masks in her apartment. She had each member of the family put one on to try to block some of the smoke. When the masks turned black, they put on new ones. So we kept putting on masks and kept switching it up. But literally, we filled up the garbage can with the two masks because they kept. it was too much smoke. It kept turning black. But that's what saved us. The smoke was almost overpowering at times. It was coming from 12 floors below on the third story of the building in a unit where Rosie and her parents used to live before they moved up to the larger apartment to fit their growing family. We heard last week that Rosie's 81-year-old mother, Milagros, had a dream about a fire in their old apartment on the third floor. The dream was just a few days before the actual fire. Milagros has been walking with God for more than 60 years, and she prays a lot. She said she wasn't afraid when the smoke came pouring in. I kept saying, Lord, it's up to you. I'm your servant. I don't have no idea why this is happening, but you take care of it. And like I told you, I heard that voice when I came up and said, nothing is going to happen to your family. So I knew A hundred percent because he had never failed me. So I knew nothing was going to happen to us. Rosie admits she wasn't as confident. When she wasn't on the phone with 911 dispatchers, she was on the phone with some family members, including her granddaughter's uncle. He was actually down on the ground outside watching everything unfold. He was telling Rosie what he was seeing, and it wasn't good. Firefighters were carrying bodies out of the building. I didn't want to worry them. Like, oh, no, I think... I think this is it. Like, what are my kids going to do without their kids, you know, without me or losing their, you know, their grandparents? Like, I don't know. It's like, then you hear the screaming and then the screaming just stops and it's like, all right, we're next. I told the kids not to worry, not to worry. Grandma is here. And like I tell them, grandma belongs to the Lord. You know, I'm a servant of the Lord. So you don't have to worry. Yes, that's what I always tell them. She kept praying and she was like, we're fine. Don't worry about it. We're fine. And I'm looking at her like, my, you're not seeing what I'm seeing out there, but okay, in the name of Jesus. This went on for more than two hours. The five of them trapped together, waiting for help to arrive. Rosie talking to the outside world, Milagros talking to God, and everyone trying to comfort the little ones, especially Juliet. She was old enough to know that they were in a dangerous situation. I was trying to keep my granddaughter calm, so I put cartoons on so they could stop hearing the screaming and the glass breaking. I was worried about my mother and my father, so I would call 911. I'm like, we're trapped. The smoke is getting really bad because that was my worry. We were going to die of smoke in here. That's how bad it was. And, And your neighbors did. And my neighbors did, right next door to me. In all, 17 people died from smoke inhalation that day, many of them on the 15th floor. In the apartments on both sides of Rosie's unit, 
nearly everyone died. Rosie took me outside to show me photos of her neighbors who passed away. People have created a temporary memorial on a fence next to the building, and it's especially hard to see the pictures of the children. It hurt to see all these young people die. It hurt. We would like to take a moment to pray for the people who lost loved ones in the fire two months ago, and we want to invite you to pray along with us right now. God, we ask you to comfort the people who lost spouses and children and people they loved. Please be present with them. Show them your love, show them your peace, and draw them to you where they can find eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. A little over two months after the fire, the details are still vivid for the Ramos family. The two hours they were trapped, the firefighter who eventually came to get them out, the walk to Rosie's sister's home in their pajamas, and most of all, the way that death somehow passed over them that day. It skipped my apartment and it went right to the next apartment. Rosie is thankful to be alive, but the memories from that day, they're painful. The first day that I came back, I, I almost collapsed in front of the building. I just started to cry and cry and cry. I didn't, I didn't even want to come in. It's just like I didn't even know how to deal. And then coming in and seeing the smell and the fire, it felt like walking into a cemetery. I'm not going to lie. That's what it felt like. It just felt sad. It just feels down. It doesn't feel the same. Rosie and her family are experiencing so many different emotions right now. They're mourning the loss of their neighbors and at the same time, thanking God for protecting their household. I know that it was God that saved us. But all the years of being a Christian, I try not to question God. I just thank him for his mercy. There's no reason why to question you know, it's sad because there were kids, but there's a story to everything. You know, we don't know why God took them or why it was time, you know, and why it wasn't our time. In a 19-story building, you have hundreds of people from all walks of life, and they're all grappling with the aftermath of the fire. As they talk to their neighbors, Rosie and her family are asking God to make them lights in the darkness. People know that we are a people of faith. I have spoken to a lot of people, you know, especially people that are trying to help us. Um, they have asked me, like, what keeps you going? And I tell them, my God, my Jesus, my faith. That's what keeps us going. One way Rosie and her family have seen God's love is through the relationships they've cultivated with other survivors. They even said it. If it wasn't for the fire, we would have never got to know each other and become close. And I've heard them even say where they're not believers and the becoming believers. And thank God that it was his mercy and his grace that saved them. And they thank him for that. Facing death tends to make people think about what happens after they die. This is something the Ramos family is seeing as they talk with their neighbors. Billy Graham spoke many times about the importance of working out our salvation now and not waiting until death is closing in. Milagros told me she often used to watch Billy Graham on TV. Hmm. She actually reminded me of him. She was adamant about urging listeners to make peace with God now. Let me tell you something. People that are hearing this message, don't wait to look for God. Let me tell you something. God is real. Jesus is real. You have to accept God just the way you are. Don't be mad, angry at you because he forgets everything. One, all you got to do is say, God, please, 
forgive what I did, whatever years ago, now, whatever, and please come into my heart. Milagros Ramos, her husband Pedro, and their daughter Rosie were all ready to meet God if they had died in that fire. Their souls were safe in His hands. You can be ready to face God, too, right now by trusting your life to Jesus Christ. We can tell you more at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Coming up in just a few moments, you'll hear a preview of next week's GPS episode from our series, God's Presence in Disaster. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The cry of the whole world tonight is, what must we do to be saved? Our world is in danger. You and I are in danger, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Billy Graham. Millions are crying. What can I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. He died on the cross. He shed his blood for you. And he stayed there for you. Faith means that you commit, that you surrender yourself totally, completely, and all that you have to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Are you sure? Are you certain? If there's a doubt in your mind about your relationship to God, make sure tonight. If you'd like to know more about beginning a relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. You've been listening to the Ramos family's first-hand account of the horrific apartment fire in the Bronx earlier this year. All five family members survived the fire, and they are praising God for saving them. But that doesn't mean life has been easy these last two months. No, it hasn't. Their apartment has a lot of smoke damage, as you can imagine, and they are sadly looking for a new home after 46 years in the same place. The problem is they keep running into roadblocks as they work with the city to find affordable housing. I just checked in with Rosie, and she said they were recently denied an apartment because it wasn't in the right zip code. They are trusting God, knowing he's brought them this far and he's not going to abandon them now. But I know they'd love it if we prayed for them to find a new home soon. You would definitely do that, Christy. Next week, you're going to hear from another family that trusted God in the midst of disaster. Tim and Toby Flair have been through three hurricanes, including Hurricane Katrina. About 24 hours before the storm made landfall, Tim and I decided, okay, it's a Category 5. We are not staying. But as the hurricane closed in, they couldn't escape with their three-year-old son in time. And the hurricane wasn't even the worst storm they would weather together. You'll hear their story next week. I'm Phil Fleischman. And before we go, Christy, I want to thank you for joining me on these two episodes and helping to tell the Ramos family's story of faith. It was good having you here, Christy Etheridge. It was great to be here, Phil. This is GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.